0: You're listening to a Sin Media podcast where young people run the show.
1: G'day, g'day, guys! Welcome to episode five of the next checkpoint podcast. I am your host Connor Matthews, and uh, today we're going to do something a little bit different. We've got a we've got a top ten today, and a little bit of a discussion about the upcoming direct. But I am not going to be doing this alone today. With me, I have the uh, player one news gatherer himself. Mr. Stefan
0: Bradley. Stefan, thank you for coming on. Thanks so much, Connor, for having me. It's great to be on the Next Checkpoint podcast. Love video games. Love more video game content on Sin.
1: Yes, very good. All right, so before we get all that, I've got to plug the socials. Uh, We are on the Facebooks at facebook.com forward slash Next Checkpoint. We are also on Omni, and we've moved up in the world, ladies and gentlemen. We are on Google Podcasts now. Oh, yeah. We're moving up. The next goal. The next goal is going to be Spotify. We're going to get there eventually. Apple Podcasts last? Yes, because I, I own no Apple products. What about Stitcher? Maybe. Next goal Spotify. We're going to get there. One we're, thing at a time. We're on the road to Spotify here. So, Stefan, I have you here for a uh, another reason other than just to plug your, plug your stuff, which you may do now.
0: Sure. So, I'm the executive producer of Player One, which is a radio show on sin on So if you tune into, if you're in Melbourne, tune into sin nine point seven FM from 8 to 10 p.m. on Mondays. And you can also do, look for sin on your digital radio. And if you're, you can also stream it online, s- syn.org.au. You can stream it there if you're worldwide. Please do. And the po- podcast, which is right now called Player One Podcast, there's quite a few Player One podcasts, but uh, there's one with a cool logo that, that looks like a controller microphone thing that our um, contributor Nick did. And um, it's, yeah, so you can catch up on the show if you missed it. And uh, it's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Omni as well. So all that good stuff.
1: But we're going to start off today with uh, the recent Nintendo Direct. Now, I didn't watch this live. I watched it maybe an hour or two afterwards because I was here. I was sleeping yep. and I love sleep, so we're just going to go from uh, from top to bottom now. This one I have zero clue about, and I don't know if you do either. Wii U to Switch: The Tokyo Mirage Sessions: Faye Encore.
0: So that's like a crossover game of Shin Megami Tensei, I believe, with some Fire Emblem characters. I wanted, I wanted, to, you know, it's kind of like those Warriors games where they had like Fire Emblem Warriors with a Warriors game with Fire Emblem characters. So this, I think, is more like a... Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't played the game. But it's a Shin Megami Tensei-inspired game with some Fire Emblem characters and elements.
1: I do know that they did a Hyrule Warriors.
0: Yes. Oh, that's actually one of my... I should probably put out my honourable mentions of favourite games, but I really like that game. Yeah, so this was highly acclaimed on Wii U, but unfortunately, I I was only one of the three or four people who bought a Wii U, so... So And I, I never got to play this one.
1: I'm so glad I skipped out on that one because now I have a Switch and I can get this on the Switch.
0: Yeah, and I know that... I think they're adding some new elements to it. And I think the original game only had Jap- um, English subtitles, no Japanese, no English voice, and I don't know if they're going to add that to this one. Uh,
1: next up, uh, this is a weird one, because this game is very much on the fence. Deadly Premonition 2. Now, I have not played the original deadly premonition but i know that it's like one of the most either people love it or people just like really really hate
0: it i mean it's one of those polarizing games kind of the cliche it's like well you might love it you might hate it but you must try it yeah it's like and one of I those, have not yet.
1: it's like one of those extremely weird games that like you need to see to believe almost yeah and that so the uh, deadly premonition 2 is going to be coming out on 2020 and a Switch exclusive, which is...
0: Interesting. True. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I think... When did the original come out? Like,
0: 2009?
1: It PS3 era. Yeah. I de- it, it definitely looked like a PS3 game, but it could have easily passed up as a PS2 game.
0: Yeah. I don't have a Switch yet, but when I do get one, I definitely want to try out the first game, at least. Um,
1: great. Great segue, because the first one did get shadow dropped onto the Switch that day.
0: Yes. So. Deadly Premonition Origins, I believe it's called.
1: So if you are willing to... Uh,
0: so you're going to pick it up?
1: I, I don't know. I'm still on the fence about it. But if you are willing to have an experience like no other, and I do mean that in both a good and very, very bad way, pick it up on the Switch. The next one I'm definitely not going to play. Uh, Assassin's Creed Rebel Collection, December 6th. Port of Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, and Assassin's Creed Rogue. I am not a fan of Assassins Creed. Assassin's Creed. And I know Nathan, who was with Player One, he will probably hate me for that.
0: You know, there seems to be a lot of Assassin's Creed's haters in the Player One circle, except for, except for, uh, except for Nathan. And our other Player One host, Ruby, I think only likes one of the games. I think
1: it might have been only Black Flag. Yes, because a lot y- of people like that game. Because you get to be a pirate.
0: Yeah, Assassin's Creed 2 and 4 seem to be the most popular. And I actually, I I played 1, it was okay. 2 I also played, but once I finished 2, I was like, uh, eh, I think I'm done with this franchise. But I would like to pick up four. So if they, if they sell number four separately, that I don't have to buy Rogue because Rogue is just like another cash grab for what I gather. Maybe I'll pick it up. Otherwise, I'll see if I can get it for cheap on the Xbox One.
1: Well, they did. Um, they did bring a remaster of Assassin's Creed Three, and um, it, it doesn't really run that great on the Switch, but like, it sort of does what it's meant to do, and you know, it plays okay on the Switch.
0: I'd rather play the um. The other gandals include, which was Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation, the one with, um, I think that was the first female protagonist in Assassin's Creed game. And sh- apparently the, I mean, it's suited for a handheld because it was originally on the PS Vita. Hmm. And apparently the soundtrack in that game is really good. And they got an interesting protagonist. So that's, I'd rather play that than Assassin's Creed 3.
1: From what I, from what I gathered, every protagonist in a video game that has the first name of Connor is very boring. <laughs>
0: Speak for yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, next up, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. I have never played a Xenoblade game. I hear good good things about them.
0: I have, um, uh, I regrettably bought the original Wii version on the Wii U when I should have just waited for the Switch version because I, I found a graphics comparison and it's not just, it's actually like pretty significant, like how much they've upped the graphics. So now I wish I just waited for this one instead. So maybe to compensate, I'll start playing Xenoblade Chronicles on the, the Wii version, on the Wii U, since I can, but, you know, this is a really popular game, it's a long game, big JRPG, and, you know, Shulk is, of course, is in Smash Bros., so you want to, if you want to know where he's from, that's great, so, yeah, I mean, one of my friends, one of my friends actually really loves these games, he bought the Wii version, played it, and then he bought the 3DS version, played it again, that's probably, he's probably spent like 200 hours in these games, and he's played Xenoblade Chronicles X and 2, and I would presume that they would eventually port Xenoblade Chronicles X to the Switch as well, which is one of the last few Wii U games which hasn't been ported to the Switch, because that's also a massive game that deserves more love.
1: What I found confusing is this closed out the Direct. Usually when they close out a Direct, this is for something, like, huge.
0: Yeah, I thought that th- they were going to show more... Um, what, what, what I was seeing is, like, oh, this must be, like, the Breath of the Wild sequel, like, more information. That's why I assumed that was.
1: Potentially.
0: But yeah, that was an interesting one.
1: For someone who isn't a fan of Xenoblade, I was like, oh, that was kind of a lukewarm way to end like a pretty decent Direct, considering we got some like games that we never thought we'd see on the Switch. Yeah. And one of those games that'll be coming to the Switch, which funnily enough got leaked maybe three weeks earlier, Overwatch. Now this got leaked because a carry case that was officially licensed by both Nintendo and Blizzard popped up on um on listings. Yeah. And it soon got taken down, but it kind of was like, oh, so we are getting Overwatch on the Switch. And they opened this up just to basically say, yeah, this is coming.
0: I mean, so Fortnite for Switch, I imagine is very popular. I don't know how popular Overwatch... Because from my perspective, there wasn't really a lot of hype when the announcement came. I don't know if it's because it was already leaked. But, yeah, I don't know. I think if I was to play Overwatch, I mean, I have a crappy PC. I'd probably... I would rather play it on PC anyway. I have an Xbox One, I'd probably rather play it on there.
1: Well, I think this is gonna be more so to the casual Overwatch player and potentially someone who doesn't necessarily pay for Sony's nor Microsoft's online service, which the Switch's online service is a lot cheaper than those two.
0: And as of this direct now is actually good value, but we'll yes. get to that.
1: Yes, I'm looking forward to talking about that. So like Overwatch, I'm excited to pick it up. But I'm a little bit miffed by one thing. What's that? If you get the game physically, there will be no cartridge, just a download code. So you're essentially paying a full price for basically a piece of paper.
0: Which is true. But the thing is, is that with you know game sales have been so competitive now that if you just look online shortly before a game's release, you can find the physical. Well, in this case, physical in quotes for a lot cheaper than the digital one. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, we can't mention price on, on sin, but uh, if you just imagine how much a full-price game is, um, you'll usually be able to find it cheaper. So essentially, you'll be able to... Connor, you'll be able to find the digital version of this in a box for cheaper than just buying the digital version on its own if you look hard enough. Mm. So, you know, I mean, that's a good thing, I guess. I get, And at least you won't have to carry the the um, the cartridge around although you will have the box but you're a collector you're a Funko yes. Pop collector so I think you'll oh. play with that
1: <laughs> But and one thing I do find interesting is that I get when you purchase this game it will come with a three month Nintendo online subscription so they also want to further push that online service
0: well you can't play the game without it yeah so, exactly right so but is it, I'm assuming it uses Blizzard servers not Nintendo ones cause be, I don't know
1: because Nintendo aren't known for their great servers
0: yeah Right. I'd rather just play the PC version or play it on Xbox 1 if anything.
1: Like I'm going to pick it up on Switch because it's it's Overwatch, one of the biggest games. Like around so You've played Overwatch really? I've never played Overwatch. Yeah, I play Paladins. Mm. The budget Overwatch. (laughs) Uh, Next up, Divinity Original Sin 2 Definitive Edition. I can speak today. Uh, Coming out for Steam uh, and with Steam and Switch cross-saves.
0: I don't know anything about this game, but, you know, cross-save thing, that's a great idea. Yeah,
1: I have zero clue on what this game is, but I do know it's quite popular. People like it, and it's, like, coming to the Switch. So, like, we've got like Diablo 3 and now Torchlight 2. So I think this will fit in well with the Switch.
0: Well, yeah, the Switch, what's great about it is because a lot of <laughs> Nintendo haven't had any good third party for like a decade at this point before the Switch came out. So a lot of these definitive versions of games, so a lot of Nintendo fans may not have played all of these games. So I'm thinking, you know, I feel like one of the last games that haven't been ported to the Switch is like any Grand Theft Auto games. But when they eventually, you know, you'd hope, you think they would eventually add Grand Theft Auto 4 or 5 to, to that you know, it's going to be massive. People are really going to enjoy taking GTA five on the go, and Witcher Three as well. Yeah.
1: Well, they got LA Noire on the Switch, oh, so yes, it yeah. can be done. But LA Noire, compared to a Grand Theft Auto game or a Red Dead Redemption, is, I would say, a lot smaller. But mm. also, in some ways, quite big because I believe the game was like a twenty gigabyte download.
0: It'd be good if they could get the Red Dead One to Switch. But that they I probably won't get Red Dead Two.
1: No, God, I. They, I re- I do remember seeing something where um Nintendo were like we would love to have Red Dead Two on Switch but like that's not going to happen, but we do have The Witcher on Switch
0: which that I'm very excited for. The Switch will have like a massive frame rate drop because it won't be able to animate the horse testicles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next up, Little Town Hero JRP- a JRPG by um Pokemon creators. I don't know the actual name of the company, but Game Freak. Game Freak, yes. Um, this is. This originally was called Town, like the uh, working title was Town, and I think people were very excited, but after seeing this, I think people were extremely underwhelmed.
0: I was. I don't even remember anything about it. I don't care.
1: <laughs> I, it, I, I remember people really like, hyping, oh, Town's going to be like, it's going to be a, a, a great experience, and I think this is, I believe, a budget title, not like, not full price, but definitely, like, a double-A price, mm. So, like, I'm, I'm not going to pick it up because
0: I'm not a JRPG guy, but... I like some of them, but they're massive games, so mm. I, I probably won't have time for this one. By the way, something that's not on that sheet is that I took out the bits about the, po- there was the Pokemon news, some Luigi's oh, Mansion yeah, news. Oh, yeah, yes. Um, was,
1: it, the... was it something about Curry?
0: Yeah, yeah. Pokemon Curry, Sword and Shield. That looks okay, I guess. Um, and there was two new Pokemon. Um, the one that looks like a teacup. Yes, the very, I like that one. The
1: very British one.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It, yeah, it fits in with the British theme. There's also that blue bird that carries a fish in its mouth, I guess, and you can use this as an extra attack or something. It looks all right.
1: And also, Luigi's Mansion uh, gave uh, the first glimpse of like a multiplayer mode, like an eight-player sort of, what I presume is like some sort of battle arena with a team of Luigis and a team of Gooigis. So if you want Luigi to go up against a life-size Luigi model of aeroplane jelly, then you can have that.
0: Yeah, but, okay, so it's like when New Super Mario Brothers, Wii came out, and it was, like, Mario, Luigi, and two generic Toads. So now you have, like, a bunch of Luigis versus another bunch of Luigis made of goo. Like, there's so many Mario characters to choose from. Have Mario, have Wario, have Waluigi, give him some time, have Donkey Kong, have at least one of the Toads, Toadsworth, Peach. You don't need to play it we have 15 Luigis now.
1: Gooigi Gu- for Smash Bros. That's yeah, all I say. Yeah,
0: and the new Dr. Mario game on mobile, like, they have bloody baby Mario, baby Luigi as doctors now, so...
1: I, I have a Goomba as my doctor.
0: What? Oh, oh, I, oh I like oh, your as assistant. My, sorry, yes, my your assistant. assistant. Yeah, my yeah. lab yeah.
1: assistant, Bowser, is my doctor.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's strange.
1: And then, like, we got the Mario Kart Tour coming out September 25th. Mm. Like, yeah. That's
0: going to be... So, so many characters. They could have all the Kooplings in the Luigi's Mansion multiplayer, so that's a weird thing. The other thing that was announced... There's more Animal Crossing stuff, I spoke to you shortly before we got on this podcast saying that I I think I'm done with Animal Crossing in general, I had the GameCube version, one of my favourite games, I played it so much, the DS version, Wild World, another great game, I skipped Let's Go to the City on the Wii, and then I got New Leaf, everyone loved New Leaf, I thought it was good as well, but just good, because it was just another Animal Crossing game, it's kind of like you're starting the same game, so, you know, the first time you play Animal Crossing, it's so fresh. But then it's just like, okay, so now I have to start another game of this, start all over again, and with this new one, you know, like Tom Nook, Tom Nook is even more of a lone shark than ever before. So, yeah, like I'm I'm, perth- I'm I'm just done with Animal Crossing. I think
1: I have never played an Animal Crossing game, but I've played plenty of games similar to Animal Crossing. Mm. Uh, next, so up, you're looking
0: forward to this one then?
1: No, I. You're I'm, not going to pick it up. I'm probably not going to get Animal Crossing. Next up, now this was. I love how this is. This was, like, a huge announcement because they had Pete Hines actually talk about it. Doom 64 coming to the Switch, and I believe that this is the first time Doom has made it to another console outside of the
0: N64. Yeah, the N64 version, Doom 64. So um, you played the first three Dooms I, on I've, the Switch. I
1: played Doom 1. I, I finished that. Doom 2, I'm slowly going through. Doom 3, I'm too scared even though I bought it and I have played through some of it, but I'm a scaredy cat. William what? It's it's more of a horror, action really? horror game than anything else because I get jump scared like every second by... But n- they, it looks
0: must look like a PlayStation 1 game at this point.
1: <laughs> oh, no. It actually looks still pretty good. This was a game that like pushed PCs back in the day. And obviously, Doom 2016, fantastic game. Play through that. Looking forward to Doom Eternal. Because uh, I think, because this is the 25 years of Doom, mm. they're just re-releasing all these games and I'm excited to pick up Doom 64 for sure.
0: I mean, I was talking about this to you before we got on as well, but I would presume that Doom 64, the original game would play similar similarly to Perfect Dark or GoldenEye where you didn't have a second control stick. And those types of games in my view were basically killed off when Halo came out because Halo was had the second stick to control the to control the first person if you to shoot properly. So it's if they're going to add Doom 64, unlike the other Doom games, which were PC oriented, it's going to, th- it might play like those games. I don't know I've never played it, I could be wrong, but that's how I imagine it.
1: And coming from someone who had never played GoldenEye 64 till last month, it was quite
0: jarring at first. I think, um, like, I mean, GoldenEye, I think it's fine now because, you know, you just point and shoot, that's all you really need to do. I did play Perfect Dark recently on the 360, and they kind of... they You do have the option to use the second control stick. It kind of feels a bit off, you can tell, because it wasn't designed that way. But it worked well enough.
1: All right, next up, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast.
0: I never heard of this.
1: I, I haven't either, but a Star Wars game that isn't done by EA on the Switch, I'm in.
0: Yeah, there'll be microtransactions, they'll find a way.
1: Hey, don't say that. Microtransactions, he'll walk by that. As soon as he hears that, he'll be walking by with his eyes... His eyes aren't actually eyes; they're dollar signs. He'll give you a look with those dollar sign eyes, so you've really got to be careful about that on this show. Next checkpoint, supervillain. <laughs> yeah, he—he is—he is the Skeletor to my He-Man. So we are—he is a very dangerous person in this. He—he he ruined Crash Team Racing.
0: He certainly did.
1: Yes, I'm. Um, I'm not going to talk about that anymore. Actually, no, I will <laughs> later on. So, Super Kirby Clash, a free-to-play Kirby game, up to four players, with a hundred different quests for both local and online play. I don't know what to think of this because I've never played a Kirby game, and there's so many, man. Like it looks like Kirby Star
0: Allies to me. Looks like just another Kirby game. This is the other problem. So it seems to be like two different types of Kirby games that come out. There's one that's the generic. Kirby run from left to right get a power up and the games are always easy which is fine and then there's like the the innovative innovative Kirby games you had Kirby and the rainbow curse uh, Kirby canvas curse and there was that puzzle game I think Kirby mass attack or something on the DS and the, you, most of those are really good games problem is they've they've the 2d Kirby games have basically become like the new Super Mario Bros. games at this point point. They need to add something new to make them stand out, in my opinion. Just adding one or two new power-ups just make it interesting. So, yeah, I'm not really interested in this one.
1: And Mario took that step with Mario Odyssey. Kirby is still stuck.
0: Well, they haven't done it with the 2D Mario games, lately.
1: Next up, Trials of Mana, the remake of Seiken Densetsu 3. (laughs) It will uh, be available on April 24th, 2020. So, that'll probably be Anzac Day 2020
0: for us. I don't care. It's still a JRPG, which might be okay. I think I have the SNES Classic, which has, like, Secret of Mana or something. Yeah, so yeah. So, I'd probably just play that.
1: Um, I think it's... I I don't think it's also on the... Uh, yeah, no, it's not on the list of SNES games. But, um, yeah, no, I'm not... Interested in this one, Return of the Oberdin, coming to Switch, PS4, Xbox One this year. I don't interesting know. Interesting
0: visual style. I had no idea about anything oh, about this yeah, game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I I remember seeing this game like earlier, like ages ago. It I think it's like a
0: puzzle kind of game. Yeah, like the a reviews in, are really, really strong.
1: Investigative puzzle game.
0: Yeah, but the reviews are strong. I probably won't bother with it, but someone will like it.
1: Yeah. No. I. It's an interesting art style, and I definitely dig it. But I don't know if this game will be for me. Rogue Company, a team-based shooter from Hi-Rose Studios, coming in 2020. Hi-Rose Studios do have quite a good reputation. They, uh, they're they the studio behind Paladins, Realm oh. Royale, and I think some other stuff. But they do put out quality games.
0: Is Paladins on Switch? Maybe yes, could... it is. Oh, okay. And
1: unlike Overwatch on Switch, it'll run. it runs at 60 frames a second. Mm. So I believe Overwatch will be at 30. So, that's, that's one thing Paladins has over Overwatch. Is Overwatch 60
0: frames on Xbox One? Great question. I don't know. I mean, yeah. On PC, it's probably like 80 frames a second. I don't know.
1: <laughs> and finally, about the uh, Nintendo Direct. So, if you're a subscriber to the Nintendo Online service, yep. for the past year, you've been sort of, not ripped off, but very disappointed, because... For the past year, we have been stuck with dinky NES games. Now, there's only so many times you can play the original Mario games, and maybe Donkey Kong Three.
0: Yeah, and um, we have an initiative at Player One called Player One um, called Ping Player One News Gatherers, and uh, it's not a parody um, news service. No, so very, was, that's very fake le- news.
1: Very legitimate news. Yeah,
0: it's fake news. Anyone who calls it a parody. And uh, I wrote a story about how on Father's Day, a bunch of kids were. Forced to endure playing NES games on Father's Day, you know. It was really unfortunate for them.
1: At least we don't have Ice Climber for the SNES.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because that's the thing. Like the 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 dad in this story, like he really thought that Ice Climber still holds up today and which, sad for him.
1: which I highly disagree with. But Nintendo, they released an
0: SNES online app with 20 games to start off with. And it's called Super Nintendo Entertainment System, TM, Nintendo Switch Online.
1: What I did, what I like about this, furthermore, is that it's no extra charge. So every every game you get on this online service, don't have to touch your wallet. So the, well, the twenty that they started off with are Brawl Brothers, Demon's Crest, Joe and Mac Two, Lost in the Tropics, Kirby Dreamland Three, Star Fox. Super EDF Earth Defense Force, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island, Super Puyo Puyo 2, Super Tennis, Breath of Fire, F-Zero, Kirby's Dream Course, Pilot Wings, Stunt Race FX, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Soccer, and The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Now that is a pretty stacked lineup. And I will say the first time... Well, the first second I downloaded this, this app, I went straight to Super Mario Kart because that is one that I have legitimately never played. I never got a chance to play the first Mario Kart, and now that I have, what? Well, how far we've come.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's one of those games that, kind of like Smash Bros., is that the next one usually makes the other one kind of redundant.
1: Mm, very much so. Like, when I look at the list here, like, I've heard of Earth Defense Force... Earth Defense Force and I've never played I've never played any of them but I'm willing to give it a go like a lot of these games when I look at them they're not necessarily games that I would go out of my way to play but they're ones that I'm willing to give a chance to yeah like oh, like I've, I've played through the original Star Fox and seeing how far 3D and games has come just from polygons
0: that game is too hard it's impossible to play without um, the rewind feature in my view oh
1: i i haven't used the rewind feature i'm still i i think i just finished the first stage just because i wanted to sort of see what like see for myself what the game was like back in that time and it's just crazy for me to think that holy crap like this
0: is the difficulty is pretty unforgivable
1: in like the later stages
0: yes Uh, like even though it's it's a really short game but it's really hard. how
1: long is the game
0: only just a few hours long. You oh, can beat okay. it really quickly.
1: Oh, okay, cool. I might go through that. Like, Super Metroid. I've never played a Metroid game. So, like, I'm excited to play this one. Uh, Legend of Zelda. I've played Ocarina of Time a little bit. I've played a little bit... Actually, I've played about 15, 20 hours of Breath of the Wild.
0: And this is... Only? I... <laughs> I must have put, like, I'm, 200 hours into that I game I am going
1: now. to ruin my credibility probably at some point soon when I talk about Breath of the Wild in uh, detail. We'll
0: get to that later, I think, because I oh, will God, be discussing no. that. Oh, God, How do you think this... So, in one foul swoop, how much did this up the value of Nintendo Switch Online, which up until this point was, if you go on any of the YouTube videos where Nintendo announces the two or three games coming out that month for the NES, just, they'll just... they'll. The light to dislike ratio was hilarious. I think
1: this ups the value quite a bit. Probably by 100%, I
0: would say. Because
1: NES games have come out for practically every Nintendo console up to this point.
0: They mean drip fed, So they like, yeah. got them with the Wii, and that was really exciting. And then with the Wii U, you basically had to start again. And then they added them for the 3DS. And now you start again, but you only get crappy NES games.
1: And like, once again, there's only so many times you can play the original Mario Bros. I
0: have like three or four, maybe five copies of the original Zelda. <laughs> and I don't even have a, like once I pick up a switch, I guess I'll have a six one.
1: So And there was also an update for the um, Nintendo Online NES app to tell you how long you've been playing games. The most. Oh, cool. The most I've put into any of those NES games was 90 minutes into Dr. Mario.
0: Yeah, that's one of the only ones because you know it's you 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 get the phone game. And you're like, oh, this is cool. Let's try the original. Um,
1: I'd say the original's a lot better.
0: Oh, really? You're not a fan of a mobile game?
1: Oh, I don't mind it, but nothing beats the original Doctor Mario for me. Mm. Yeah, I enjoy it. So that overall, besides some like other announcements of basically everything that's coming up, so like Call of Cthulhu, The Sinking City, vampire The Outer Worlds, which still doesn't have a release date, The Witcher Three which is coming out October 15th, that pretty much covers everything.
0: Except for Smash Bros, of course. Oh, I yes. Oh,
1: my God. Thank you so much for reminding me. My God. How, well, in fairness, I probably forgot about that because I've pretty much forg- forgotten the character because I've never heard of him before. Uh, T- Terry?
0: Yeah. Keep scrolling. Terry.
1: <laughs> Good old... Oh, I see. I see Terry. I oh, ter- there he is. Yep. Yeah, Terry. <laughs> no, so, I... I know a Neo Ge- I know what a Neo Geo is. I know what SNK are, but I have never heard of Fatal Fury, and I've never heard of Terry. I
0: heard of Fatal Fury, but I haven't heard of Terry. There is a female version of Terry because they made it SNK heroines. It looks bizarre. Google and, it,
1: and that's all I know. I, and thank, and also thank you for reminding me because uh, Banjo and Kazooie, the In DLC, Smash. got released on that day, and uh, we, I've, ch- we've both tried it, and uh, I. Th- I quite like this character. I love it. He is bit he is a bit uh heavy, especially with the jumping. Yeah, but he does have that ability to like bounce up. So like I think that will compensate for it. Quite a powerful
0: character I've noticed. Yes, going to have to do some practice with him because you know he has the way he uses the eggs. Both the blue eggs and the grenades are kind of different uh, to other characters. So you've got to give him some practice. And he's got he's um the invincibility one where he you can only use it a certain amount of times per lives. But yeah, I like I like Banjo a lot. It's pretty crazy how true he is to the original game. Like there's so many like little things that like it's not, it wasn't a hack job. They they really cared about making sure Banjo had a really good um, move set. So I was really impressed. And Spira Mountain looks great as well.
1: Well, that's that's the thing with Smash Bros, especially I would say more so in this one. They've been very authentic. Like Joker from Persona, that's a very unique character with a very unique set. Like, a very unique style to it, and they nailed it. Granted, I have not... I've played... So far, I've played about maybe three hours into Persona 5, and I'm still stuck in the tutorial, because that goes for about probably 15 or 20, I don't know. But it's crazy to kind of think about how well they nailed it. And, like, Dragon Quest's uh, Hero, I'm sure they nailed it perfectly fine. I'm no expert on Dragon Quest. I've never played a Dragon Quest game. But for this one, that was a Nintendo property, like... It's... They really nailed the authenticity of it.
0: They don't nail every single Smash Bros character. I'm thinking of... So, no one has ever been able to explain to me why does Luigi turn into a green missile? Or whatever he is. That's a great... Why is he the joke... Because in the first Smash Bros, he was basically... They took Mario's voice and, like, sped it up so it sounded like a lighter Mario voice. In Melee, they... To make him different, like, for some reason, he just... Started acting like the comedy character, like he turns into a missile for no reason.
1: I'm I'm gonna say it's because Luigi is a big fan of the old craze of planking.
0: Yes, well he was, and I think Wire, in my view, has one of the worst move sets as well because there is nothing. There's nothing from the Warrior Land games for one, and I think a lot of his moves are just generic. So like, yeah, he chomps. Who cares? And what's his up beam move? Where he just does a little spin. So I think Wario, his character in in Smash Bros needs to be redesigned to incorporate some things from Wario Land because there's lots of moves where he t- like he turns into a balloon or when he lights himself on fire. There's lots of interesting things they could do with the Wario Land games, but there is no mention of Wario Land at all in his character.
1: Well, you you know how that may be, because Wario doesn't have any nips. If you if you've seen the Mario and Sonic Tokyo 2020 games. There was a a little screenshot of them doing, I think, a swimming event, where you have Eggman and Wario sort of lined up together. Eggman has nips, Wario does not, and it quite scares me. So it could be that he's just so self conscious.
0: Wow, it's that is so weird. But it it kind of went, it became a big thing on Twitter. It did. Yeah.
1: It's like when Mar. Well, it's yeah, like because when-
0: people are like, oh my god, Wario's wet. Look at him. <laughs>
1: It's like when, um, like on the build up to Super Mario Odyssey, Mario, we found out that Mario has nipples yeah. because he was on the beach in his swim trunks, which was pretty funny. All right. So that pretty much does it for the Nintendo Direct. And overall, I don't think this was the best, but I still had a bang up time with it. Yeah. It was I great. still thoroughly enjoyed it. There was still some moments where I'm like, oh, that's coming out. Like, oh, that's cool. So it still had some surprises, but definitely not. Definitely not to the level of the June uh, one. Yeah, back at E3.
0: And we got our Terry, who I don't know we, it's another fighting game character. Mm. Um, I don't know what his moveset's going to be like, but because there's a fighting game to choose from, I imagine it'll be like him. So maybe he'll play similar to Ryu. Anyway, we know. Also, they announced that, of course, that more DLC characters are coming. Yeah. So now that we now we can have another go at who we think will get in. Not Sans Undertale though, because he's a me fighter.
1: Oh, I've still got my two prop bets. Who's that? Cuphead
0: Hmm. and Reggie. Isn't Cuphead a Microsoft character as well? Yeah,
1: but Microsoft and Nintendo have been like all buddy-buddy.
0: That's true, but I think um, because we don't have any more Nintendo... they haven't added any Nintendo Nintendo... I mean, you know, I think a banjo is that, but he's a Microsoft character. They need... Like, who's missing? The guy from Golden Sun? Isaac? I have no idea. I've never played a Golden Sun
1: game. Like, there's really not much you can do. Like, maybe Boo.
0: They have banjo in, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah.
1: And, like, yeah, overall, I enjoyed this Direct. Not as good as the E3 one in June, but still a great time. And uh, now we're going to bring it up to our the main event of this show. Our top 10 favorite games. Now, I won the ceremonial, well, now ceremonial coin toss, and I elected you to go
0: first. Okay, so this is hard for me because I didn't, you know, a lot of the games I loved growing up um, were Nintendo games because I had the N64 and the GameCube. I'm trying to think about all the games I've had during this time but it's been hard to think. But I'm just gonna this is not, not really in any order except for the last one which definitely is probably my favourite game of all time.
1: Yeah, I'm but, I'm going like completely top to bottom with favourites here. So
0: here's the honorable roll mentions though which was Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. The first Animal Crossing, and Soul Calibur 2. excellent games. Okay, the first one I'm going to nominate and cheat, so I can have more than five. Super Mario Galaxy one and two. I'm just going to put them together. So
1: please explain why Super Mario Galaxy one and two are in the first position on your list. Now I have not played either of those games. I when when I was on when I had my my Nintendo Wii, I mainly played Wii Sports and Mario Kart.
0: You know, it's a shame that you know. I I reckon if the Wii U probably would have just been better if they did like a more powerful like Wii Two or something, just refocus on the motion controls, but just having the normal control controls to play with as well. Because they did lots of good stuff with the Wii mode, you know. Even though there was things like Skyward Sword had problems with the um the delay when you played it, but Super Mario Galaxy is the um, quintessential Wii game. It plays perfectly. Um, The controls work really well. The motion controls. It's just a really fun game. The levels are designed so well. I put them together because Super Mario Galaxy had a really, I thought, like, heart-whelming, heartwarming way to tell, tell the story with Rosalina. There was, like, a book that you could find later in the game. You got a lot more chapters that, which would explain how Rosalina comes to be. In Super Mario Galaxy 2, they kind of remove all those story elements, but the story is basically the same. Peach gets kidnapped. So that was kind of annoying. It's just like, all the characters will be like, well, didn't this... Everything we just did in this game didn't just just happen, and also Mario Galaxy Two kind of reuses some of the bosses. But the good, but the reason that Mario Galaxy Two is should also be considered, you know, just as good if not better than Mario Galaxy One is that the level designs are actually so much better because they were already really, really, really good in Mario Galaxy, but they took some of those concepts and they developed them further. Super Mario Galaxy Two has definitely one of the best designed worlds or levels of any game ever. That's why it's really hard to go from in that way, to pick between them. So I'm just going to put them together and cheat. (laughs) But they're really great games. Definitely play them.
1: All right. Well, number nine for me, my first pick in this top 10, I'm going to go with Doom 2016. Now, this is sort of my, this was my first, my first adventure back into the Doom franchise. Because when I was a kid, I played the original Doom, which definitely should not have happened. Definitely questionable parenting on that part, but still a great time. Did it scare and, you? No. I'd I, I love the music.
0: So wait, does Doom 2016 not scare you as much as Doom 3?
1: Doom 3 scares me a ton. Because I, I, I'm I'm a I'm an absolute sissy when it comes to jump scares. Yeah, but surely Doom 2016 would scare you more, right? Not not really, because it's there's no graphics. jump...
0: Graphics. Uh,
1: there's no jump scares. You don't do jump scares? I cannot do jump scares. But I chose Doom 2016 because... It was the most, I would say, authentic first-person shooter we've had in years. And the most authentic Doom game we've had in years. Because it is one of the most fast-paced first-person shooters where you're not ducking behind cover. You're constantly on the move and constantly strategizing on where to go, which enemy to take out, and when to use, say, the chainsaw or the glory kills, which they added into that one. And I think made that game... Even better than what it was. Just quick little snaps animation of killing a demon up close to your face. Does it have a heavy metal soundtrack? Oh boy, don't get me started on that soundtrack. That is a banger of a soundtrack done by Mick Gordon. That is, in my opinion, one of my favourite gaming soundtracks of all time. Because it hits that mood perfectly. It has that sort of dark... Like... Oh, like dark and sort of not disturbing, but also very like nerve wracking ambience as you're sort of going through the stages, doing a little bit of platforming. But as soon as you hit an area where you're going to be doing some killing, the music
0: ramps up and you are ready. It just pumps you up big time. And how does it compare to the um, other Doom games that you played on the Switch?
1: Well, Doom 1 and Doom 2, they're not the best ports. To the Switch, I think there were some issues. The music does sound a little bit off compared to the original, but for me, the 2016 Doom compared to it, it's more... Granted, on the PS4 and Xbox One, it runs at 60 FPS. On the Switch, it's 30, hmm. but when you're... And obviously, the uh, the original Dooms, they, I think they run at like 30... Maybe a little bit less. i do not actually. Probably 100... like
0: ten frames per second.
1: I'm <laughs> not 100. Well, not 100 sure, but it feels the original, the new Doom feels more fluid. It feels just right, and it like in the original Doom you have to sort of like move around, sort of this. It's just a fluent motion with the analog stick. Yeah, and like I am super excited for Doom Eternal because I feel like Doom Eternal could be the 2016 Doom but a billion times better. Hopefully, And that's very high standards to live up to. And I have very high standards coming into it. But yeah, Doom 2016, it's my favorite first person shooter. I would say not just because of the music, but everything associated with the atmosphere, the story. If you want to pay attention to that, you don't have to, it's not, it's not a main focus. It's just about going in and killing
0: everything on site. Hmm.
1: All right, Stefan, what is your oh. second pick at number eight?
0: Okay, so number eight for me is Mario Tennis, the yeah. N64 version. Now,
1: why Mario Tennis? Now, this this one I was a little bit confused by because I know Mario Tennis, they, they've got some good games in the series. Mario Tennis Aces was, you know, it was, it was good for what it is, but why the original?
0: I think um, Mario Tennis just nailed everything it set out to do. Um, I love this game because, you know, back back when I was a kid and I was playing tennis and it really helped me brush up on the rules of tennis uh, here's here's like a, a fun thing from from Ping which was that a lot of people who uh, at, a lot of people trying to make conversation with people at, at the Ash Barty parties um, got most of their tennis lingo from Mario Tennis so oh, I can right. definitely relate to that um, so it the game just plays so well, the graphics look beautiful There's Camelot, who's the developers put they put a lot of personality into the characters.
1: And Camelot you know. have done a really good job.
0: And that plus this is the first game that featured Waluigi ever. I know. Like, That's crazy.
1: When I when I did a little bit of when I thought about it, I was like, I was I was thinking like because I have I have seen the original Mario Tennis, and then I'm like, holy crap, he's right. Like,
0: That's the first Waluigi.
1: Yeah, and just, he's still non
0: Smash. Just to give Wario a doubles partner, but then like it became a thing where when you play him. As a computer, he always just goes straight to the net every time because he's so tall. But um, it's funny that Baby Mario was, like, stronger than a lot of the characters, which is funny. Baby Mario was probably the best character in that game because he was about the same strength as Mario for some reason, but he was also really fast. But yeah, the contr- the game's controls are so good and simple and on point, and it's very fast paced. I had the Mario Power Tense on the GameCube, which had these, like, super power-ups, you know, kind of similar to, like, the Final Smashes in Smash Bros, I guess, if you think about it that way. Super moves. And you know I enjoyed them. They made it different from the N64 one. For a lot of people, it might have kind of spoiled the experience. But also the game, the GameCube version was a bit slower. So it's like you know when Smash Bros Melee, then you go to Brawl and Brawl kind of slowed things down. It's like just the original Mario Tennis was way faster. Controls were great, simple. You know, hold B to top spin. I mean, double tap A for a better top spin, and. Hold A and then press B to lob, or do the opposite for a for a flat for a um, drop shot. And tournaments were good. The characters were characters were were great. So many of them. It just played really well. It was. It's all about the gameplay. The multiplayer was really fun as well. Well,
1: I think like if you played Mario Tennis Aces, I feel like you're getting pretty much that same experience because the gameplay itself is really good. It's very. I would say very fast paced, but it does have its pauses when you want to go for like a, like a zone shot.
0: Well, there's a lot of those like gimmicks as well with yeah. those super moves, and you know, you know that might be fun when I pick up Mario Tennis Aces eventually. I can't wait to play it online and beat some people. But that's the one thing I want from the N64 versions to play it online with other people. But the N64 didn't need all that stuff. Um it just played really well and it was simple and fast paced.
1: I will say for Mario Tennis Aces, the online is deader than it is deader than dead. Cause I, I, I did own the game for a time and I maybe had one online match, oh, no. but they do, they, they have continued like supporting the game. Cause I believe every month there is like a new character and they've
0: added some, some interesting ones. I mean, I may be wrong, but I think they might've finished that. But... Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I know one of the, I think one of the last ones was Pauline from, um, Super Mario, o- Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, yeah, Super Mario the, Odyssey. The mayor of New Donk City. Yeah. All right, coming in at number seven, Stardew Valley. Now, I came into this not knowing what to expect. I had seen some videos on it and a lot of word of mouth that it was a fantastic game. And I'm like, you know, it's not that much. Sure, why not? And I was blown away. Why? Firstly, the music. I'm a big soundtrack guy, and for this, it was one of the most peaceful games I've ever, ever played. The opening song to the menu, it just, it's almost like zen-like. You just relax, you get into it. And then the first thing in the story, Grandpa's dead. And it's your job to sort of bring back the old farm to its former glory. Because this
0: is similar to... No, not Farmville. Sorry. That's a Facebook game. Um, (laughs) Harvest Moon. Yeah,
1: it is, from what I understand, quite similar. I've never played a Harvest Moon, but I guess overall for me, I got a ton of enjoyment just by doing the menial tasks. Like watering plants, going fishing, which I chose a fishing farm on the Switch version. I believe it's probably on everything now. You can choose what type of farm you have. And I chose one where there's a lot of water surrounded surrounded me. So like every little part of my um, farm is like an island. Yeah. So I would go around, do maybe have one area dedicated to some animals, another area dedicated to crops, and have an area where specifically I put uh, traps for catching lobster, yep. crabs, all that all that kind of stuff. And it was just it was just so peaceful. And very well done. This game was made with a ton of care because the person that did it was a big fan of Harvest Moon and just wanted to create a game. And it took him like four years to make it. And the game sold well over a million copies.
0: Yeah, so it's a very popular game. Somebody I know who I, I saw their, their Steam account and they had, I don't think it was 100 hours. I don't think it was 200 hours. I think it might have been even almost or over 1,000 hours potentially. And they said, yeah, I was going through a bit of a tough period in my life. <laughs> it is
1: a game where if you are having a tough period, it really does help. Because you have that, like, the music is uplifting. The gameplay, though simple, very fun.
0: Yeah, it definitely seems like a perfect Switch game as well. Kind of like the Animal oh, Crossing games. It's good for a handheld.
1: Oh, it was perfect for the Switch. Because it's just, I, I could not play this on an actual console. Like and even when I play this, I need to play it in portable because it's just it is such a per- perfect portable game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's
1: just, man, like that. The opening soundtrack, the interactions you have with characters, it's really good because each character. Yeah, some of the characters are very like, I I will say one dimensional. You got like the the guess the, the mean girls kind of character, like <laughs> the Regina George kind of character. You've got the um. You got the the high school football guy who could maybe go pro. You've got the skater, got the skater boy. Did you know Avril Avril yeah, Levine of said, "Yeah, skater boy." Yeah, she, she said, "See you later, boy."
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> See you <laughs> later, boy.
1: And just you've got the the writer, the guy who wants to you know write a book, and you got the old grandpa who's all angry and annoyed, and you got the evil corporation that wants to take over the town, and. You have that choice of basically rebuilding Stardew Valley. Yeah. So, every basically you complete goals in the game by, say, uh, planting a crop and taking it to the community center. I believe you take it to the community center where uh, you basically earn up to the point where you are rebuilding the community center. Each room can be rebuilt. And like some challenges involve. Going to the bottom of the mine, or getting this really rare fruit, or just something like that—something that something that's realistic goals, but fun to get there
0: as well. And I actually really want this game, but it's... I don't want to. When I get the Switch eventually, I get it for that. I don't want to get it for Mac, um, even though it'd probably be fine. But oh no, yeah, it's it, definitely it, good for Switch.
1: It runs well on probably your fridge. <laughs> All right, so Stefan, what it will be at number six?
0: Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on the GameCube. Now, I will admit, this is this game hasn't aged well. It probably yeah. hadn't aged well when I got it. And it has aged even worse now. But it probably has aged better than Shadow the Hedgehog, Sonic 06, or Sonic Boom.
1: Oh, no. Sonic 06, that has definitely, uh, definitely aged somewhat better than Sonic Adventure 2, in my opinion.
0: That game aged poorly the moment it was released. <laughs> like, two seconds after it came out. Oh. But Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, so... It took some of the parts of Sonic Adventure, um, which I played, and took some of the frustrating elements out and made it better in Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, in my opinion. So, this is good 3D Sonic. Yes, the camera controls are awful. Some of the controls are just awful in general. And... Um, some people find the knuckles and rouge stages where you're treasure hunting really frustrating but that, I like them.
1: That's the one that's the one major complaint I have heard
0: about that game. It's it's mixed. Some people call those sections their favorite. Um some people um just hate it in general. I think I think they're good. Um but I got this is one of those games that I 100% completed. I got all 180 emblems in this game which is like um which is really hard. It actually took like two or three years. <laughs> yes. That's how long it took, took me to 100% this game. But I love this game. The music. My god. The music. Just like Sonic 06 actually. The music of Sonic 06 is so good. In Sonic games most of the music is really good. This has a lot of butt rock. You know I make fun of Sonic games constantly for having butt rock songs. But this. Ironically the music in Sonic Adventure 2 is really 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 good.
1: I know. I, I'm a big fan of the Sonic Heroes soundtrack. That's a good
0: one too. Yeah. If so you haven't played Sonic Adventure Two? No, I have but not. But you played Sonic Heroes.
1: I've played a little bit, and I just remember that opening song.
0: Yeah, well, um, that's Crush Forty, and mm. they did Sonic Adventure Two as well. So I think it's, you know, yeah, Sonic Heroes actually had a lot of good music too. So if you like that, you'll love the soundtrack of Sonic Adventure Two.
1: I will say the only Sonic game that I've ever poured any massive amount of time to is Team Sonic Racing.
0: Team Sonic, yeah, and Crush Forty, Crush Forty is in that. They returned after a long absence to um, make music for that game. And, you know, Sonic Adventure 2, Battle True Shadow, one of the most popular characters. And, um, yeah, and, you know, it was, it was you know, the game is fast, and you had Sonic with his 3D and homing attack. It's gotta go fast. Yeah, gotta go fast. And Tails and Eggman, and um, with with the, uh, kind of like the gunship that they, that they ride. It's like some sort of machine, which is also fun as well. And there's interesting multiplayer modes as well. And the Chow Garden, the Chow Garden. Mm-hmm.
1: Will this game age better than the Sonic movie?
0: Well, we'll have to see what the design of the new Sonic looks like. But very true. This game, you know, it's I got really good at it, and I loved the soundtrack. And the shower garden was really fun too. We had your own little Neo Pets kind of thing. So, you know, um, if you can, you can pick it up for H on HD on various consoles for cheap. You know, if you if you like those games, you you will be frustrated, unfortunately. But I think it's a really good game to try out.
1: All right, coming in at number six, my third pick for this for this uh, countdown, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel. This one got uh, bumped bumped down a couple of spots simply because of uh, one specific word that I will will not mention.
0: I do not like. I want to name. I unlike you, Connor. I will name and shame Mike, Michael transactions.
1: Yeah, that S O B for ruining the game. So. Obviously, this was announced last year, very late last year at the Game Awards, and my immediate reaction was a combination of shock, happiness, and maybe a couple of tears because I was beyond excited that after all this time, we are finally getting a Crash Team Racing remaster. I am a huge fan of the original. Same, yeah. And when when I originally played this game, I thought it was not necessarily better, but on par, which has, which is very, very high standards. To Mario Kart. (laughs) Better than Mario Kart. I reckon better than Mario Kart. Very more skill-based
0: than Mario Kart. You're talking about the PlayStation original? Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this and Diddy Kong Racing, which is, I guess I would actually say is another honorable mention, is, you know, they both have the Adventure Mode Yeah, Actually. Which I really like. Well, CTR...
1: Um, pretty much got the adventure mode from Diddy Kong Racing. That was the inspiration for the adventure mode in CTR. And you
0: know what? The thing about Mario Kart, which is you know another problem for me, is that so the two, the two D Mario games and Mario Kart have kind of been stagnant, stagnant lately, because um, like there was a mission mode in Mario Kart DS. Yes, I remember that, and even had boss battles. But they've have nothing similar of the source. I think the Wii versions might have like a few challenges you could do, like online. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But that you know the online is done for the Wii, so you kind of even play those anymore. But other than that, you know, there's never been like a mission mode or a story mode in Mario Kart since. You know, even Mario Tennis, Mario Golf have story modes.
1: But um, I guess the main thing that I wanted to get from CTR Nitro Fueled was the drifting. Because Crash Team Racing, one thing that it was very much known for was the, the drifting, drifting. Yeah. And I was very, very happy to report that it was pretty much the same. It felt the same, which I was very, very happy with. But what I liked was the incorporation of some elements from Crash T- from Crash Nitro Kart. So you, could which
0: I played. Did you play that one? I did, um, and I, I liked it a lot. I think it's underrated. Personally.
1: Oh, I think it's a great game. Definitely yeah. not as good as C T R, but definitely up there. But I what I did like was that you know how in uh, Nitro Kart if you got some like multiple boosts, you'd have like at least a three, four, five boosts. Yeah. It's got a similar thing in C T R where you got a combination of drifts and boosts. You could go up to ridiculous speeds, especially with like the heavier characters. And that's another thing. I thought this was just gonna be a Crash Team Racing remake straight up. Yeah. No, you know, just Crash Team Racing. Cool. It's some online. Even you know, that's cool. And some customization options. Oh yeah, I can get behind that.
0: Some cut characters.
1: Yeah. But also Spyro too. the entire roster from Crash Team from sorry, not Crash Crash Nitro Kart onto it, and I'm like, so this is not necessarily a remake, but somewhat of a celebration of the entire series. And <clears throat> Excuse me, but um, yeah, I guess one of the things that the early signs of somewhat worrying was the introduction of the grand Prix, because it is essentially a battle pass. It's How does that work? To some extent, like like you play the game, you further unlock rewards, yep. and now you basically have that option to buy wampa coins to for, oh, to unlock some of the skins. And at the end of a Grand Prix, if you say, miss something, you can pay to get everything with Wampa Coins, whether it be your own that you earn in-game or through microtransactions.
0: I mean, okay, so we've already, we've complained about microtransactions quite a lot here. But, you know, before that, it's, it's not just Crash Nitro Fuel. I mean, it's not Crash Nitro Card. It's also got some, I think, vehicles from Crash yes racing. yes the
1: um the six pipes I believe it was called but and here's the thing they're bringing back a lot of characters like tornana Bandicoot had only been in the original crash game and now she's made her return they have the the former podium girls become racers they have um they recently did a um uh, the second one was a like a prehistoric grand prix where you had baby versions of crash and coco alongside a t-rex which will never not be funny and then most recently we have and i'm pretty sure it's still going now we have the spyro grand prix which is really cool i've unlocked spyro and hunter still need to get nasty knock but it's nice to see that there is continually development for this game and the potential for returning characters is there
0: so how do the Nitro Kart tracks play? Because from what I, I saw on a YouTube video, they said, okay, we have to readjust these tracks to fit into Crash Night um, Crash Team Racing game. You know, just like with Mario, Kart. I think it's just like you know, with Mar- when Mario Kart on the Wii, added twelve players, they had to make the stages larger. So that had to be, they would have to be adjusted to fit into Crash. The only major team ones racing. I've
1: seen, just because I don't, <laughs> I've played Crash Nitro Kart. I know I've played it several times, but it's not memorable
0: yeah yeah
1: that's the only issue i have with it and besides some of the things which i did take notice of i think not not jungle boogie but maybe tiger temple that racetrack there was like some sort of loop-de-loop with like the um when the wheels would turn on its side and become like a hover thing yeah all that's gone so Mm -hmm. it's just a racetrack so besides that kind of thing there really isn't much of a difference besides maybe like the, um, the worms in Out of Time. They don't, they're, they're non-existent now.
0: But they're still fun though. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. They're still good. I don't, but I, I definitely prefer the CTR tracks.
0: Yeah. How does the online mode in general?
1: It's go? interesting. Uh, you get some absolute abominations cause sometimes the game will glitch and some characters will look horrifying. Um, for me
0: What about the options?
1: You have race and battle, which is pretty much it. You is have the Battle Mode good? I have I actually never tried the battle mode. Yeah. I've always been the race kind of yeah. guy. And I've been able to find games. Not 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 all the time, but still find games quite frequently. But there are the there is the issue of constantly being dropped in, dropped out. Just because you get sometimes the issue of someone not liking the options for tracks.
0: It's eight races, right?
1: Yes, eight yeah. races per race.
0: I remember in, like, Mario Kart Wii, so they did... Yeah, you team. can have 12. Yeah, but not, not that. It's just, like, so to, to stop people dropping out, more people just come in uh, on the next. Yeah. Is that how that works?
1: Um, No, no. So you just
0: have, like, one game, then just people just seem to drop out.
1: Or, like, you'll get people who stay in on the lobby and, you know, just pick rate pick which tracks they want to do. Essentially, what you've got three... Sorry, four options. Three racetracks and random. And... Obviously, during that time before you, before they actually pick a track, you can pick which one you want. The one with the most votes wins. And basically, they do that every 30 seconds. So you, for the rest of the 30 seconds, you may be like, oh, maybe I want to play as this character or something like that. And with the Grand Prix, they'll have challenges for specific characters. So you may want to do something with that one. But overall, Crash Team Racing Nitro Field is the... I want to say a near pitch perfect remaster. Like yep. Until it's definitely the
0: came out.
1: Yes, but like the insane trilogy, it's very faithful to the original.
0: And how do you go online? Do you lose most of the time? Or do oh you win? god,
1: I am I get my butt handed to me. Like there are some freaking intense races.
0: Mm. Like
1: there there are some really good races. I don't know if they're cheating or not. I really don't know, but you get some ones that just obliterate courses. Like it's just insane. Alright, so that was that was number six. Stefan, what do you have at number five?
0: So, I am cheating once again, and I'm just going to do three of the 3D Zelda games. In fact, I could probably put all the 3D Zelda games on my top five, which is, um, so Honorable Mention to Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, great games, and, and Skyward Sword, actually. I get frustrated with Skyward Sword, but it's still, still a good game. Um, but I'm going to do a tie with Zelda Breath of the Wild, Majora's Mask, and Ocarina of Time.
1: Now, w- what about those three games?
0: So, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Obviously, you know it's like yeah. every, um, it's like F- well, every nineties kid played Ocarina of Time on the N sixty four. It was the game I was obsessed with, and Majora's Mask also a great game, um, in for different different ways. Majora's Mask was a very creative game, and Ocarina of Time is like I think the highest rated game of all time. You know, I think you, look, it you is, not yeah. so, so something that I was thinking about was like emotional attachment to certain games. You probably have an emotional attachment to Crash. Of course. And when they brought back um in Smash Bros. Ultimate, which we'll talk about later, when I brought back Young Link, I was like, Young Link was um this, my second favourite character in Smash Bros. Melee. My first one was Mario, because I guess I also have an emotional attachment to Mario. Which is funny, because I kind of pick characters that I have an attachment to, rather than whether I'm good with them or not. Young Link was my second for that reason in Melee, but he got taken out with Toon Link, who's, I mean, he's not Young Link, but he's cool. So when I brought him back, you know, I was really happy to play Young Link again. He plays just like he does in Melee. So I have an emotional attachment to characters like Young Link, because I think, like, you know, a lot of kids, they want to be Goku, they want to be Ash. And when I first got Zelda Ocarina of Time, I was at the age where, yeah, I wish, you know, we all wish we could be Link and, you know, score with Zelda, <laughs> or score with Saria, or score with Ruto. Okay, maybe not. Um, See, I don't know. I don't know a majority with, of those characters score besides with Zelda. Marlin. I think her name was Marlin. Marlin from Lon Lon Ranch. Well, Link had a lot of girls that he could choose from. <laughs> <laughs> now, I
1: I have played a bit of Breath of the Wild.
0: You haven't played Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask.
1: I have played a little bit of Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say that I am the biggest Zelda fan, but I do acknowledge that it is a good series. I was not overly joyed by Breath of the Wild. Why? One thing that I I do not like is weapon degradation. You now, know what?
0: Even though I, I got frustrated with that, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I think if they, they're making the sequel, I imagine they're going to make it less pronounced.
1: Now, for me, you could have a sword that's carved by the greatest of gods. Bloody... Zeus made it for him. Let's just say he's in the Zelda universe. He gives you this mighty sword that he has fought thousands upon thousands of gods with. And it breaks in two hits on a Boblican. Yeah, well, like true. You get all that build-up for an awesome weapon, and it just dies on
0: you instantly. And you can get some rare weapons which, when you break, you have to... Spe- you have to, like, trade in your entire organs to get a replacement See, weapon from the guy who cr- crafts them. It's, it's, like, it's just too much, I think. See,
1: that's why I think games like Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas did them so well. If you have multiples of the same weapon, so let's just say Zelda has, I don't know, three different guardian swords of varying condition. You can combine one or two of them to improve the current one that you want, and that's what I liked about Fallout New Vegas and mm. Fallout 3. And with this, it more or less turned me off the game.
0: That's a shame. But what about everything else? Like the exploring and...
1: Oh, like that's all fine and dandy. I would have liked maybe a bit more direction. Just because like I like having a sort of an idea of where I'm meant to go
0: with like a marker. Well, I disagree. Because you remember how I was saying like, you know, the new Super Mario Bros. games... Other oh. uh, 2D games, they've been stagnant for a while. So, this the Zelda games kind of were as well. It was the whole, you know, go to dungeon, get item in dungeon, use item to defeat the boss, then do something else, go to the next dungeon, etc. And, you know, the 3DS game, a Link Between Worlds, tried to st- do this with, like, so you can go to dungeons in any order, and they made the game harder and less hand Like Because Skyward Sword, mm, I like Skyward Sword, but man. <laughs> let go of my hand, Skyward Sword. Let go of my hand. Stop treating me treating me like an idiot. And Breath of the Wild, I think, the world is amazing. I, it's a landmark title in open oh, world. It's oh. amazing. And I, you, I, I read on the internet saying, "Oh, you could, you could go try and try for the final boss straight away." So what yeah. I did is when I started the game, you went straight I beat to the, Ganon. Yeah, after I beat the Toro, I tried. I got to the castle. I couldn't get in. But the fact is, like, I tried really hard to get as close as I could. And you know, I'm not, I'm not that type of person because I don't have as much patience as I used to. So. So I will get frustrated, but this I really, really tried really hard to get there, and I got to the castle. I just couldn't get through, but that was so much fun. And then you can go straight for the four worlds, which is you know how eventually you get, to, you know how you beat the game generally by those four dungeons. But I spent probably the first twenty or thirty hours just exploring as much as I could, and it was so much fun. Like just and what I it's one of those games where because if I I put more than hundred hours into it. If I go to it now, there's still quite a few shrines that I could try and beat. And what I like doing, and there's still like bits of the world I probably haven't explored by this point, because you can get like a map that tells you where you've actually been, like it kind of draws where you've been. And what I like to do is, you know, because I've played the game so much, I put like a podcast in the background. I just start playing and exploring. Like there are some games that are boring that you need like a podcast to make it more interesting. But this, it's like um, I just like being. Tr- being stuck in the world having a podcast in the background while I just casually play for this, it makes the game more fun, if that makes sense. No, I get you. Um, so, you know, I haven't been all the shrines, I haven't played the game in probably a year at this point. I'd love to go back and still complete it. It's so good. I just think it's I haven't played a game that good in so long, man. It's it's just to me, like obviously the weapon degradation, I didn't it didn't ruin the game for me. I I'm not a fan of it, but Everything else of the game is just so damn good. So, you know, once they once they fixed up some of the tech issues from it, the frame rates, it's an almost perfect game. And I think that once they release the Switch successor and they might have, like, a ultimate version of it where it runs better, that'd be even more amazing.
1: All right, my next pick. What number are we up to, Stefan? I have lost complete track.
0: Uh, I think you've got... So,
1: so professional we are here on the next checkpoint.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've done four of my games. You've done four of yours, I think. All
1: right, so we are up to number two. Number two, I would believe. Alright, so, number two for me... Whew. This was a toughie for me. I, uh, I'm i gonna go with... I was, I'm tossing up between Fallout 3, Elder Scrolls, and Crash the Insane Trilogy?
0: Which Elder Scrolls? Skyrim. Yeah.
1: Because that's the one everyone's played. I am gonna go with Crash the Insane Trilogy. Now... Obviously, growing up, I was a big Crash fan. I have a lot of memories of Crash. And so, essentially, this was sort of, once again, like with uh, like with Doom, my re-entry into the series. So, for me, this was sort of the, all right, let's get back into this. And immediately, all the memories just kept flooding back. And the gameplay was almost pitch perfect for me i loved it i loved the tighter jumping because the in the original crash freaking floats like a balloon in the remake it's a lot tighter so platforming is more precise and i kind of preferred that over the originals to the point where i would say that if you want to play crash you go with the Insane Trilogy over the originals just because uh, it'll help you financially because the origi- the all the original PS1 games are somewhat expensive.
0: Well, you can get on the PSN.
1: Yeah, exactly right too. But I'm um, more like the physical PS1 versions. But the Insane Trilogy is that great all-in-one
0: bundle. Do you have a preference of three?
1: Uh, Crash Two, because it's more platformy. With it's it, it's definitely more platformy. It's better than Crash 1 in that the controls feel better. The jumping feels better. Not to mention you have the abilities like the slide jump. And for me, the soundtrack for Crash, Crash 2 is fantastic. Like, I think that is maybe the best one. Mm. And like, though Crash 3 has the theme that the opening theme that was used pretty much consistently throughout many of the games, like Crash Bash has the Crash 3 theme but Crash 2 for me the really just I guess positive vibe you get from playing Turtle Woods to the cool surfer dude theme you get for Hang 8 like those are the soundtrack that like that kind of soundtrack for me is like really really good and just for me Crash 2 felt the tightest out of all three even though Crash 3 is pretty much just Crash 2 but I think with, t- with I guess, an overabundance of vehicle stages.
0: Is there any issues, anything that's, like, outdated about these games? I guess you mentioned the vehicles, but anything outdated by these games? Because I don't really make games like Crash anymore.
1: I, the only major issue is the backtracking. Yep. So for the pits, uh, there is a lot of backtracking in that level where if you go up one path, you got to go back the other path to hit all the boxes to just go back to that previous checkpoint, so it really is kind of a pain in the ass.
0: Did you 100 percent these games?
1: I have 100 percented Crash Two and Crash Three. Crash One will be the death of me.
0: It's it's a bloody hard game, ain't it?
1: Oh yeah, especially those coloured gems.
0: Speaking of Crash, I mean, isn't that kind of like what your next checkpoint logo is based on? It's based on the. It uh, is based on the checkpoint box, indeed. That's yes. right.
1: And such a such a such a great such an obvious inspiration.
0: And clearly, you have, a... as I mentioned before, you have an emotional attachment to these games too, just like with Crash t- Team Racing.
1: Oh, very much so. Because these are the games. I wasn't. I wasn't a Nintendo kid growing up. Yeah. I was a Sony kid. So I grew up on the PlayStation and the PlayStation Two. I believe my first Nintendo console was the Game Boy Advance, mm. and then I think the next one I got was the Wii. So, and... And you still didn't play Mario Galaxy. Like, and in terms of consoles I still own today, I still have the PS1, the PS2, the PS3, the PS4, the PSP. I don't have a Vita nor a PSP Go, which in some ways that's probably a good thing.
0: Well, PSP Go is just a PSP without the, um, without the disc. And that was probably ahead of its time.
1: I think so, yeah. It definitely felt like it. I, I remember, I remember seeing it back in like maybe, I think it was like 2010 and just being like, oh, that looks pretty cool. Like it, it, it's like a phone. It slides. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they did a, like Sony, when they were doing phones, did a similar thing where one of the
0: phones was almost like a PS1 emulator. You should track down, um, Crash Nitro Gut on the Engage. gauge Oh, 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 great, great,
1: great reference there! Yeah, listen, I don't think I'll be getting an N gauge anytime soon. Oh man, Nor, nor a Gizmondo.
0: unbelievable!
1: Uh, maybe a Virtual Boy.
0: <laughs>
1: Mario Tennis is on the Virtual Boy. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah, in all the black, red, and black and red.
1: Goodness, with no three D except for the opening thing. <laughs> all right, Stefan, you're going to be closing it out at number one.
0: So. I'm going to kind of cheat with this one, so I'm going to say Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, even though I actually don't own the game, but I'm basically nominating every Smash Bros. game ever because I had Smash 64, which was great. Smash Bros. Melee, one of the greatest games ever. It just took everything that was good in Smash 1, made it a thousand times better. I must have put hundreds and hundreds of hours into that game. Brawl was... You know, there's some issues with Brawl, but I still think like every Smash Bros that came out after Melee, I think every, they, to me, they just replaced the one before because you got more characters, better graphics, better stuff. I mean, Brawl had tripping, ugh, but Brawl also had Subspace Emissary, which was cool, and then Smash Four and Smash for 3DS and Wii U also great games. I know a lot of people, you know, I guess they talk shit about those games, Smash Four, but you know, a lot of something that Smash Four doesn't get enough credit for is Smash Four may have had the most new stuff. So, you know, it had all the DLC, it had so many new characters, so many new stages in both games, which are now, you know, in... Which are now in Ultimate. You know, we kind of expected them to just do, like, a... Like, Smash Bros. 4 definitive edition for Switch, but then they made a new game. That's what I
1: thought as well. It'd be a revision of the 3DS and Wii U
0: versions. Yeah, just think about how many characters are in Smash Ultimate that are actually from Smash 4 or the DLC. You know, you've got Bayonetta and the Mii Fighters and Rosalina. So many characters and so many stages too from both versions. So a lot of what what makes Smash Ultimate great does come from Smash 4. And Smash Ultimate, such a great game. And I haven't even gotten to most of the content because I haven't played a lot of the single player. But they got Banjo. they got Banjo. And just, Smash Bros. It's just my favorite series by far. So whatever the next Smash game is, will be my next top game ever. Smash Bros. Is my favorite game series. So I'm just gonna name Smash Bros. As my number one thing ever.
1: Now I've realised I've still got one more. I uh, I went a little bit early on the finish there. So my I realised that because you went first. Okay. So my number one. Now this since I've already uh, pretty much done Crash Bandicoot, I am gonna go with Far Cry Three. And why is that? For me, Far Cry 3 gripped me instantly with its story. I remember watching this when I was about 15 years old, the initial trailer where they introduced Vast Montenegro with the whole definition of insanity trailer. And I instantly was just hooked because this character was, he was pretty much just insane. But so when he spoke you listened like every word you were like you were gripping just like holy cow like this is great this voice like this actor who portrayed Vas, i don't i can't remember his name but i think when he did his audition as soon as he did that like like soon as he finished they hired him straight away Wow. so it was just they nailed the character perfectly uh the the gameplay is fun the animal like the environment though it doesn't run great it's not the best look like not. It's not a bit not the best running game, but it's a good looking game. Um, the environment is gorgeous. The animals act like what they're supposed to act like. Li- li- <laughs> not ligers, um, tigers and leopards. They will try to kill you. Sharks, of course. Tapirs, they're going to more likely run away from you, like that yep. kind of thing. And it's just that sort of realism sort of gripped me on that. Plus the shooting, like the actual gunplay of the game, the story. It's a uh, big game, right? Yeah. Like the story is, it it can go a little bit off rails a little bit, especially when like the whole tribal stuff is coming in. And this is like, I remember, (laughs) I remember when I was like 15 and you know, when you're 15 and it's like, you're just discovering certain things. And it's like, this game had nudity and, my PS3 was in the living room. I'm just like, oh no. Oh no. Oh, I'm like trying to, cut. I'm just like looking around, just making sure no one sees it. And that like, it's one of the f- great, like one of the funniest ex- experiences I have with games, looking back on it. And it's just, yeah, the story was a little bit weird after a while. And when, spoiler alert, you kill Vos halfway through. If that was the end of the game and there was maybe a little bit more build up to it, I would have thought, okay, cool. But then there's a whole second part where you take down the guy who tells a what to do. And it's like, oh, really? Like, I I would have preferred this guy to be the main villain, not this guy. Hmm. Like, but in it doesn't necessarily take away the enjoyment I had with this game, because this was like the first real open world shooter I ever played. Yeah, Though it did introduce some elements that may, may be to the detriment of first person shooters today, like radio towers, constant collectibles and outposts, which we've seen with every, basically every Far Cry game and probably every Assassin's Creed game. It still hooks me every time I decide to revisit it. Like I own this game on both the PS3 and the PS4.
0: How do you compare this to Fallout 4?
1: Fallout 4, well, in some in some ways, they're actually quite similar because Far Cry 3 does have RPG elements to it. You do earn skill points for it. In some ways, it is very similar to Fallout 4, but. Far Cry 3 is far more cinematic. Like, the cutscenes look like actual cutscenes.
0: Hmm.
1: Like, in Fallout 4, everything looks like it's in gameplay.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. But isn't that... kind of gets you out of the game if you have cutscenes with that are pre-rendered.
1: If they're acted well... Okay. Then that's a whole entirely different thing, I think, in my opinion. And the cutscenes are acted quite well, even though the main character you play as is just some rich white kid some rich white kid who's gone to this tropical island with his dad's black card to just, like, go crazy.
0: Well, what do you think of Fallout 76, then?
1: I have never played Fallout 76, and I'm kind of glad about that.
0: How does New Vegas rate?
1: New Vegas? I I put it above Fallout 4, definitely. Hmm. And I think that once I play The Outer Worlds, that may take the top spot because I think that... It's gonna be New Vegas but better. Yeah. I definitely feel like that's gonna be the case with Outer Worlds, especially Obsidian behind the wheel with Microsoft behind them. Oh.
0: Same developer. Yeah, yeah, same okay. developer as yeah.
1: Fallout New Vegas. Interesting. So I think that'll uh that'll close it out. Thank you.
0: And why isn't Smash Ultimate your top though?
1: Oh, Come on, man. Oh, no, mate. I don't know, mate. You love Smash. I do love Smash, but it doesn't hold that much sentimental value as of yet.
0: But it has every sentimental character ever. Let me guess. If they had Crash, not, best game ever, right? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And,
1: and, and they still need Waluigi. They still need Waluigi. No, I agree with
0: that.
1: <laughs> with those extra DLC characters, that could be a reality. Stefan, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I really do appreciate
0: it. No problem. And if you like rock music, I have another podcast on scene called Rock Capital. Just uh, go to Omni Rock Capital. Rock Capital, you'll see it. I think it's on Facebook.com forward slash Rock Capital Pod. Twitter should be Rock Capital Pod as well. So if you like a bit of rock music and want to hear a podcast about that, check it out.
1: And, of course, player one on every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. on Sin. Uh, this has been The Next Checkpoint. If you want to uh, follow us on the Facebooks, facebook.com forward slash The Next Checkpoint Podcast. We are on Sin. Sorry, we are on Omni and Google Podcasts. Yes, we are on Sin as well. Thank you guys so much. And I will see you all next time on The Next Checkpoint.
0: You've been listening to a Sin Media podcast where young people run the show. Okay, see you later. Bye bye.